Back in the 90s, Hyundai had a tiny little car called the Hyundai S-Coupe. This car eventually became the Hyundai Tiburon, something that gave Hyundai a little bit of a sport appeal, but not enough to make it run with the big dogs. And with the introduction of the aftermarket industry to the import scene, they needed some help. They needed to inject some performance into their product range. And like everyone else, they utilized either RS or sports signatures for their products. But in time, this would prove useless in defining performance-oriented products from their brand or even their sister brand. Hyundai needed a name and Hyundai needed to do it now. And that is why Hyundai decided that they needed to get the N out. Autoworks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to the Autoworks Podcast. I am your host, as always, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J. himself. Coming to you from our main host website, autoworks.net, and our host podcast site, podbeam.com. Autoworks.net will bring you links to every major automobile corporation from around the world, big or small. We have them all on our corporate links website, inclusive of all of our podcasts, automobile ratings, kids books, and much, much more autolux.net today we're talking about hyundai's brand new n performance badge they decided to put the little n in to get some n out more like an in and out kind of situation but why did they do this why did hyundai finally make a performance brand way back when autolux started way back in my college days in the early 2000s we heard rumors that both hyundai and kia were preparing their own performance oriented sub brands these were to go up against companies like trd m srt and even chevrolet's rs or ss sports signature brands hell with the rise of companies like svt and srt in the north america marketplace and even trd mugen rally art and mazda speed from japan hyundai was falling behind hyundai the company was blowing up on the scene them and their sister brand kia didn't have performance products well kia decided they wanted to get into this and the second generation well first generation platform second design generation of the kia rio did have a sport model that came off looking like a subaru impreza especially if you got it in blue but it wasn't a performance brand it was aftermarket aero kit and it wasn't enough just like the Tiburon wasn't enough. They had their Tucsonny edition, which was not enough for Hyundai. It wasn't a performance brand. Yes, their cars were amazing back in the early 2000s because unlike the competition, their products were bare bones. They were basic cars. They were easy to get into and do anything you wanted to do them. Why do you think people went after the early 90s Honda Civics? Because they were a lot easier to tune with a lot less electronic controls. That's why Hyundai and Kia started taking off in the early 2000s. Sure. It was good for the aftermarket industry, but unfortunately, the products they were selling at that point were throwaway cars that nobody cared about and were garbage. Tuning one of their original cars was a nightmare, and keeping them for a long enough period of time, trust me, I know I have one, unfortunately, is expensive. And over the past 10 years of owning my own Kia Rio, I have dumped in over $5,000 just to maintain it to keep it on the road. Every time I go to bring it out and drive around, it needs work because it's a throwaway car. And yet I still have it, still won't throw it out. But that's probably because the Mustang isn't here yet. And the Mustang I'm talking about is a 1970 Mustang Grande. 
Until that arrives, my Rio is going to sit there. And my Rio is the only thing that has a stick shift in it. So there's another reason why I keep it around. But getting back to the performance brands, Hyundai and Kia, by the 2010 years, was starting to take notice of the aftermarket scene. Where every other major car company out there started pushing aftermarket divisions. Honda and Acura and Mugen and Type R. And Toyota had TRD. Dodge had RT and SRT. Chevrolet had RS and SS. Now Ford had RS and STs and SVTs. Uh, they were, they were all getting into their own little sub-brands because the aftermarket industry was being attacked. It was being attacked by governments and police from around the world. So, doing aftermarket modifications at your own home was now becoming a no-no and passe into a generation of morons who don't know how to actually properly tune a vehicle or pull an engine out and do it themselves. The aftermarket industry from the automobile industry was exploding. And as we talked about, the fall of the aftermarket industry and the rise of the crossover utility aftermarket industry in two of our previous podcasts there was money to be made and hyundai and kia knew that but unlike kia hyundai wanted a dedicated performance brand their sister company decided to go along with gt with the original proceed gt gt is still there and one step up from that is the gt line these are their sport models of kias lots of people have gt products so a grand touring product people don't really look at as an aftermarket product if you see an M on the back of a BMW, you know it's got more power. It is the balls deep version of a BMW. When you see an SRT charger, you know it's the balls deep version of that sedan. An RT will have a bit more power, but the SRT is the top of the line. It's like an S5 and an RS5. The S5 gives you a little bit more power, but the RS5 goes all in. The RS5 is where the aftermarket industry would have gone had the aftermarket industry been allowed to go there and had people capable of going there. Hyundai wanted that for themselves. Now they do have turbo editions of the Veloster. They even have the Turbo R-Spec, which is one step up. But they still said R-Spec. People have done that. Type R, right? Just like Kia with GT. Hyundai couldn't use that. They needed something better. They needed to get the N out. And that's what they did. By the late teen years, Hyundai was still playing around with turbo and sport models. Was it. It was their entry into the aftermarket. By 2018, they jumped all in and brought the N performance badge to the world with the i30N followed quickly by the Veloster N, showcasing themselves in their gray and red accents. The N was here. The N was now in the same line as companies like TRD, M, AMG, SRT, and SVT. That badge now meant this was the top of the line performance badge version of Hyundai. And Hyundai knew they needed to run away with this. But they also needed entries into the N industry. And with an i30N, which is essentially the Elantra, the Elantra eventually moved into the GT in North America, the N line. Now the N line is dissimilar from the N. An i30N and an R30N line are different. The N is all in. It's Hyundai taking out all the stops on performance for their products. This is something that we came very close to achieving this year, where I made the finals list for the Race the Ring contest from Hyundai Canada. Unfortunately, like everything else, I got a good swift kick in the balls because I didn't win or even make it to the major ending finals to go race this product. Too bad for Hyundai because I really could have pitched the end division a little bit better on this podcast had they have let me driven the end performance products. But 
what? Sorry, Hyundai. I'm just going to talk about why you made the end performance products and not how balls deep, quick, and fast they really are. If you want me to, call me up, send me a text, or message me through Autolux or Podbeam and tell me that you want me to tell the people about the end performance pack. Sorry, that's my little little thing there. A little pissed about it this year, but whatever. You win some, you lose some. Now, the N-Line product from Hyundai is just that. It's taking over where the Sport versions were originally. And if you remember in early teens, Hyundai had the Elantra Sport, which was considered an actual fun car to drive. A lot of people I know that have driven them say they are amazing. They are fun for a Hyundai. Now imagine if that's the Sport. What is the N like? The N is it. Get N or get out. Sorry, Hyundai. Just made your tagline for you. Get N or get out. <laughs> That's a good one. Now, they have kept the Sport appeal for certain markets. South Africa does have a Hyundai Tucson Sport, but there's also the Hyundai Tucson N-Line. And now, they will have the Hyundai Tucson N. N is being put on a lot of things. The Santa Fe hasn't hit it yet. They have the N performance parts, similar to the BMW M performance parts, where it's just aftermarket modifications, not ballsy power. But the Sonata... 2021 had the N line. Now the Sonata is getting the N. But again, why? Why did Hyundai do this? Hyundai wants to make more monies. And like special editions, performance products also yield you more money. And it brings people closer to what you provide people for the racetrack. Gotta remember, no matter what power source we go into in the future, people still want power and people still want performance. They're not willing to give it up. People that are willing to buy a vehicle are willing to drive it. People who are not willing to buy a vehicle are not willing to drive. The fun in driving needs to be there. Like myself, I own a RAV4. It's fun, and it's great to put in sport mode, but if it was a TRD model with a little bit more performance, it might be a bit more fun. Hell, even the hybrid version has more performance and is more fun to drive. And that is why that is my wife's vehicle. I choose the V6 in my SUV, and the fact that I've essentially boosted and cleaned the engine on it to get more horsepower out of it, to make it my fun vehicle. Because I'm one of those people that likes performance. I like having the power. When I come home from that real shitty day job that I have, I get to a traffic light, and the last traffic light I hit before I come home is at the end of a four-lane throughway. After that traffic light, the throughway ends. It turns into a two-lane road, which is essentially the old highway. At that light, numerous occasions, I've pulled up there, and there are people, because I live in a truck city, with their Hemis and their F-350 diesels, thinking that they fucking got it. My V6, my truck, has been fine-tuned to accelerate. Good. Instead of the fact that it's only about 300 horsepower, it's not all that powerful. Aftermarket modifications that are going to be coming onto play, a cold air intake eventually will help me get more power out of my truck and make it more fun. Now, if I had to drive a car, if I had a Sonata, I would be the guy who drove the Hyundai Sonata N. Because I'd be the guy sitting at that light every day after a horrible, shitty day of dealing with asshole bosses and people that think they're better than you all day long. All I want to do when I get to that light is just put the hammer down and tell the one guy next to me to fuck off. I got the power. I got the fun car. And that is why we need performance products like this. For people like that. People like me. People who need that added little bit of power at the end of the day. But at the end of all of this, we have to ask Hyundai why they only got the N out for Hyundai. You do have to remember, they have a sister brand with Kia. And they now have Genesis. Genesis doesn't have a performance brand. All they have are sport models. That's it. So all they have is the S5. They don't have an RS5. So if they want to compete against someone like Audi, they don't have anything to go up against them for Genesis. Same thing with Kia. Kia 
Kia only goes as far as the GT line. The most powerful thing they have in their lineup, the Stinger GTS. It's just a standard product range. Hell, even the Kia Soul has a GT. They are sport. They are arrogant. Why? Oh, why have you not given Kia their own dedicated performance product? They did manage to sneak in the GT and GT line in under the radar. And as we discussed in our previous podcast about the Kia GT line being their performance brand, it is not a solely dedicated performance brand like the end division from Hyundai. So until they get there, Kia will be left out of the performance race with only Hyundai and the end badge taking its place. So really, in the end, we have to ask Hyundai, why won't you give Kia their own brand? They have products that really could use some more performance. A Sonata N is cool, but a Stinger would be better. So let's hope something changes for their sister division in the future. So for myself, Everett J and Autolux, I'd like to ask if you like this podcast or you found it informative, please like, share, and comment with friends, family, and associates. And if you're at work listening to this, tell your work about it. If you know somebody with one of those end products, send it to them. Or if you know somebody that has a performance problem like myself, tell them to listen to the end performance. Get the end out and add some infusion, some power into your life. To myself, Everett from Autolux.net at the Podbeam.com podcast host site, I'd like to ask you, please like, share, comment, and follow us on all the many social feeds and take a stop by our website and check out the end of the year ratings, rated cars, blogs, podcasts, corporate websites, children's books, and many, many, many other products available to you from the Autolux.net website. I'm Everett J, and I'm asking you to strap yourself in for this one fun balls deep ride that the end performance badge from Hyundai is gonna take us on.